United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. I'm Julie Mason. Oge Anabogu is director for West Africa, the United States Institute of Peace. She tweets at Oge Anabogu, here to talk a little West Africa. Good morning, Oge. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Just a, a persistent trouble spot in the world in West Africa. Um, some coups, violence, and Mauritania, slavery. Bad scene. Hello. Sorry, Hi, I'm, I missed you there. Oh, okay. Well, I was just setting up uh, <laughs> West Africa, um, having some troubles lately. Can you tell us about the coup recently in Guinea? Okay, thank you so much again for having me on this morning. So as you rightfully pointed out, we've seen a lot of uh, concerns about democracy backsliding in West Africa. Um, as we've seen a coup in Guinea, we also saw two, we've seen two coups in, um, in Mali as well. These are all raising a lot of concerns. Apart from these two countries, some reports that we've seen, um, at least from Freedom House's 2020 Freedom in the World report basically showed that we've seen some of the steepest declines in democracy in in West Africa. So this presents a lot of challenges, obviously, but it also presents a lot of opportunities in the region too as well, presents opportunities for engagement because West Africa is a very important region and one where we have a lot of uh, uh, U.S.-Africa partnerships in. Okay, how how tied is this unrest in West Africa to economic conditions? Well, I guess uh, across the region, in many ways, uh, political issues are not exclusive from economic, uh, not exclusive from economic concerns across the region, as we see that um, in many instances there is growing awareness by mostly the younger population about what democracy is supposed to de- what what uh, democracy is supposed to be and how democracy is supposed to deliver and many uh, young people in the region are seeing that um, those promises of democracy are not delivering so we're beginning to see um, a lot of protest as we saw in Nigeria in October of last year where you had a lot of young people who took to the streets in the NSAS protest that actually started more as a protest against police brutality but obviously evolved into more of a concern about governance looking at the widening gap between citizens and and government and these protests have also inspired other protests across the region among young people who are calling for more responsive government um, and a democracy that is responsive to to the needs of of citizens. That's so interesting. And and it's always fascinating to see how disappointment in the system, particularly among young people, uh, young voters potentially can lead to either involvement, protests and engagement with the system, or as we see currently in Iraq, people not participating in elections because they, they've given up and they're very cynical about what elections or what democracy can actually give them. And so, I mean, I guess the, the, the silver lining here is, as you described, particularly in Nigeria, young people getting involved, getting engaged in the system, trying to improve it. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think what we see across the continent, too, is that there is an overwhelming support for democracy. At least surveys show us that there's at least 70 percent of Africans see democracy as the preferred form of government. And when we think about a place like Nigeria, where we have elections coming up in 2023, the 2023 elections in Nigeria are probably one of the, uh, it's going to be Africa's biggest election, really. Um, Nigeria is the most populated, the most populous country on the continent of, of Africa, close to 200 million people. It is also the largest uh, democracy as well and a strategic partner um, for the United States. So um, the Putting Nigeria in the center of our engagement is really um, important. And as we move towards the 2023 elections and seeing how young people have been so involved in the process, it's important to think about how we support them and work with them. Because in 2019, we basically saw a lot of voter apathy in the 2019 elections in, in, in Nigeria. And as we move towards 2023, um, the, the 2023 elections, this is something for us to keep an eye on and ensure that there is um, engagement in the process. And I think young people in Nigeria and across West Africa have shown us in the last couple of years with the levels of engagement that we've seen that they are getting um, engaged in, in the process. And we thinking about how we strategically engage them is um, would be very important. Indeed. And Oge, okay, how would you rate this administration's involvement in Nigeria and West Africa and concerns of the region? Do you, are they are they plugged into it yet? Yeah, I, I you know we are seeing a lot of positive uh, positive signs. Obviously, we've just seen the the recent confirmation of the new Assistant Secretary of State, Ambassador uh, Secretary, Secretary of uh, Assistant Secretary of State for Africa, Ambassador Molly uh, Fee. So, even though you know this confirmation comes almost five months um, since she was nominated, it's a, it's it's a welcome development. I think we've also seen some very important um, appointments in different departments from USAID to the NSC and even within State Department of key officials and key individuals who really follow the issues on the continent and follow the issues in West Africa and in Nigeria. So there are a lot of positive signs that we see. Obviously, with her confirmation now, we'll have to hit the ground running, rebuilding relationships. Um, reaching out and making sure that we we make our presence uh, felt um, in in the region. And I think that there are a lot of folks um, on the continent in the region that are looking to and waiting to engage with this administration. Even as we look towards the possible democracy summit, uh, the Biden democracy summit in December, I think that knowing that. And there is overwhelming support on the continent for democracy and that many on the continent still see democracy as a preferred form of government. It presents a key opportunity for engagement between African leaders and this administration. And as I said, I really think Nigeria, given its place, given the population size, given its standing as one of the largest, as the largest democracy, 
by size on the continent should really be at the center of that engagement um, with this administration. So are African leaders going to be taking part in the Leader Summit for Democracy? Well, I think it's going to be a broad range across board. You will have, um, from what we see, there will be reach out to African leaders, but then most importantly, civil society actors, the private sector, making sure that it's a holistic approach, making sure that um, it's not only government speaking, but that citizen, citizen voices are in the room, are engaged in the discussions too, as, as well. Oge Anubogu from the U.S. Institute of Peace. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you so much for having me. Good to talk. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.